You're listening to the Best Day Ever podcast with Carly Hartman. This is your go-to spot for practical tips and tricks on how to be an entrepreneur, stay motivated, live life to the fullest, and chase your dreams. If you are ready to live today like it's the best day ever, then let's get started. Here's your host, speaker, educator, entrepreneur, and photographer, Carly Hartman. Hey guys, I'm pumped for today's episode, but before we get started, I wanted to quickly remind you that I have a best day ever book, which is a 21 day devotional to help you find the best in every day. I cannot wait for you to get your copy, so check out the show notes down below and let's get started. In today's episode, we're talking about blogging, and I'm so excited for those of you out there that want to start blogging on your very own. If you want to learn how to start and monetize your very own lifestyle blog, I have a completely free training for you. Check it out down below in the show notes where you can learn how to brand your own Instagram, how to start reaching out to brands, how to start getting paid to post, and how to get free products for your life and for your blog. It's a really, really fun training, really fast, really easy. So click down below in the show notes and start learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Best Day Ever podcast with your host, me, Carly Hartman. I'm so excited because today I have an amazing friend, Nick Carrier, on today's episode, and we're going to talk about some really cool things. Um, He has an amazing podcast, and he's based in Nashville, and I'm really excited to kind of pick his brain today on all that he does and what his story kind of started off as. So, Nick, hello, welcome. Hey, Carly, appreciate you having me on. I'm pumped for this conversation we're going to have. I know, me too. So why don't you get started with telling us your background story? So I don't even know how old you are. I'm 24, so how old are you right now? <laughs> about, uh, but yeah, so I'm 24. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Like you said, I currently live in Nashville, um, but I grew up in Atlanta. Then I went to University of Georgia, and I studied finance and, and risk management when I was in school. But then when I was a junior in school, I started doing some group fitness training at Orange Theory Fitness. And as I, as I got closer to graduation, I got, I kind of knew that I wanted to do something with fitness long-term, but I really wasn't sure what that would look like. So I originally got a job or had a job lined up, I should say, to be a mortgage lending officer for a company. And I was going to do six months of training with that company in their Atlanta office and then move to the Nashville office after the training. Um, but then right before I started the training, the Nashville part of it kind of fell through uh, but the Nashville part of it was really kind of the biggest draw to me. I wasn't just super eager to be a mortgage lending officer, as you might imagine. And so when the Nashville part of it fell through, I, I told them I was no longer interested. But I, And right after that, I just moved to Nashville, not really having any kind of plan. But I had a friend living here, and he let me live on his couch for about six weeks as I, as I tried to figure it out. And I originally kind of rushed into a job, probably for money reasons more than anything else. So, and then very quickly realized that not only was that job not for me, but kind of the entire nine hours a day that I was sitting there at the desk, I just kept thinking to myself, why am I kind of wasting my time nine hours a day when I know I want to be doing something in regards to fitness full time? And I could just be figuring that out. Now. Right. And for whatever reason, it took me being submitted in that environment to have that thought process go through my head and run through my head for two weeks straight. And so it was pretty quick after two weeks, I decided to, to leave that job and kind of pursue a career in, in fitness. And, and kind of ever since then, I've been coaching some group fitness classes and doing some training and I started the podcast and, and everything like that. But I'll, I'll stop myself there. 
Oh my gosh. Well, that is so cool. I love your story so far. That's awesome. And I just love hearing how people kind of start everything and see where they are now. And you are also just beginning. We are all just beginning, right? How cool is that? And so I guess my next question is really like, tell us about the podcast. Um, it's a very popular one in Nashville. So I hear, so please explain more about what you talk about on there and like kind of, you know, how you've turned that into a business now full time. Right, right. So basically, as I was kind of in this spot of, I know I want to do something with fitness long term, and I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. Um, I started to do kind of a deeper dive into my why, like into my motivation and stuff like that. And I kept coming back to, I just want to become the best version of myself. And I honestly hated coming back to that because I feel like so many people say that over and over again. And I love motivational content and everything like that, but I didn't like it when people like that phrase. And then I kind of realized as I thought more and more about that, the reason I don't like the phrase is because a lot of times when people use it, they don't define what becoming the best version of themselves actually looks like. And for me, when I kind of had that realization, I realized that for me, my goal every single day is to have a little bit more clarity and have a little bit more vision of what the best version of myself looks like. Like what, what does Nick carry? What is the best version of Nick carrier look like? What is his, what are his skills? What are the things that he experienced? How does he treat? other people and like put a finger on that person and then try to reverse engineer him every single day and try to get closer to that person uh, and so kind of once I had that realization I realized that I would like to have the tools to be able to make that person happen and so that's kind of how I started the podcast I want to be able to surround myself with people who are super smart in the areas that I want to be smarter in and that I want to learn in and I want to grow in and so I kind of set out starting the podcast almost for like, I guess, a, a selfish reason in the sense of wanting to, to learn from everybody else. Uh, but then yeah. I thought, what better way than to spread the message um, to everyone else as well. So, so how yeah. long has it been going for at this point? Yeah, the podcast has been going for a little over a year. I just actually hit my one year mark this week. Yeah. Funny, funny you should ask. So <laughs> I do I, I know, how about that? I do two episodes every single week. Every Monday, I interview episode. Um, anywhere from a, a best-selling author, an Olympic athlete, um, anything like that. And then every Thursday, I release a three takeaways episode of my three takeaways from that interview that particular week. And that's a shorter five to seven, eight minute episode so that people can kind of get actionable things from, uh, from the interviews, because that's kind of one of my big things is I think a lot of people post motivational content. It gets me energetic. It gets me fired up. But then it's like, what do I go do now? to use this energy to benefit me and to benefit me to grow. And so that's kind of what my three takeaways is for. And that's kind of why I created that part of the podcast is so that people can have something actionable from that interview so they can start implementing something in their life. That's amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, I saw, on, I think on your website, it says like 52 gyms in 52 weeks or something like that. Are you like traveling around and interviewing people at gyms how does that work exactly with yeah so that is actually that's actually a little bit separate from the podcast that's just something that i've been for social media platforms and basically i've always liked almost all styles of fitness i've just been blessed in that way i just kind of like like moving that and as i kind of thought about why a lot of people don't make fitness and moving and, and health a bigger priority in their lives because we all we all realize that 
we should make it a priority in our lives, right? So I've started right. to think about like, why don't people make it a bigger priority? And I think a lot of reasons for fitness is that a lot of people fitness down to either running or weightlifting when the reality of the situation is there's so many more facets of moving and fitness than those two things. So right. my goal from when I kind of had that realization was to reveal to as many people as possible all the different modalities of fitness and of health and wellness that are out there. And so throughout the entire year of 2019, starting the first week of January, I've been going around to a unique style of fitness or health and wellness and documenting a one minute episode of my experience there, what makes that place unique, what that place uh, does and, and kind of who it works. So that's what I've been doing. And I'm on week 40 now, and I'll be rounding that out at the end of December this year. Oh my gosh, that's such a fun little task you've made for yourself. I love it. That's so awesome. And so since you've really, yeah. like for me in my life, I've really taken like an untraditional route um, with my career because I'm self-employed and like work for myself. Um, so how have you felt with doing that as, you know, a young person, as a millennial? And um, how has that been like with your friends, with like fitting in with people not trusting you because of your age, like all of those kinds of things? Maybe you have experienced that, maybe you haven't, but how have you dealt with that with this career path that you've chosen? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked that. I actually was having a phone call with somebody who's a few years younger with me the other day, and he was kind of asking me a very similar type question. And kind of when I was at that point of deciding to leave the desk job and kind of pursue fitness full time, I don't know, I just kind of, I think I always had confidence in myself that no matter what's going on that I'm going to figure out a way to make things happen. Um, and I don't, I think that we came from kind of the work ethic that my parents instilled in me and that my family has always had, but I've always kind of just felt like I was going to make it happen. And don't get me wrong. Like I definitely have my self doubts every single day. Like I've, this morning I'm like, Oh my gosh, like thinking money long term and everything like that. But I try to just boil it down as much as possible to stay in today and just try to make the small steps every single day and have that belief and have that faith that if I make my small steps every single day, that it will work itself out in the end because I put in the work and I put in the time. Um, so that's kind of how I felt when I originally made the decision. That's how I continually feel every single day. But when it comes to fitting in or friends and everything, and it's, it's funny because my friend asked me the same thing. Like, have you ever felt pressure from your friends or felt judgment from your friends? But I never felt that. I never thought of that as a reason to not try to do my own thing. I think maybe for a couple of reasons. One, I think my friends have always believed in me and been supportive of, been supportive of me. And then two, moving to Nashville, I was only living around and with one person who was a good friend from college. Everybody else was, for the most part, in Atlanta. And so I wasn't around them all the time. So I wasn't maybe drawn in or sucked into the things that they do like on weekends and everything like that. So I think that's probably a partial reason as well. But no, I never really felt that was a limiting factor or something that might hold me back. Good for you. That's so awesome. I'm so glad to hear that because everyone's experience is kind of different. And um, I just love hearing, you know, with all of my millennials on the show, like how that really has happened, you know, for you, because for me, I know it's been a big thing. Again, I experience self-doubts like every single day, but I still have to push right. through it and surround myself with good people that'll just keep pushing me forward. Um, one of those being mm -hmm. my parents. 
thank God for my parents. Um, but my next question is really about kind of the focus of your podcast. And I say the word focus because I want to talk about focus, how you really want people to, you know, um, focus on focus. <laughs> Does that yeah. make sense? Like, just describe that for us. Like how, if we focus that can turn us into our best selves. Explain that further because I so believe in that and I want to hear your take on it. Yeah, so I think that ever since I started my podcast, one of my goals has been to pick out some of the similarities and the commonalities amongst the guests that I bring on. And that's one of the things that I've been able to point out is kind of the the big the focus. And that's one thing that I've realized is really benefited me from starting this journey about two years ago from starting the podcast and doing my own thing is every single day on my whiteboard. I have a whiteboard in my room where I write a lot of things down, but part of the whiteboard is a to-do list, to-do list every single day. And basically what that does allow me to do is to focus it. I have a direction for my day every single day. I know I'm starting with this thing. I'm going to that thing next, that thing next. And it, it, it makes me efficient. It makes me not waste that gap time. Um, and so that's one of the biggest things that has been huge for me in terms of focusing and not wasting any time. Because I think that's one of the things that us millennials have a big struggle with is focus because our attention spans are super small because everything now, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything is grabbing for our attention and they're having less and less time to grab our attention because our attention span is like, I think six seconds now or something, whatever the recent study is. And the more that we can not fall in that trap, the better we're going to be. And I really like this phrase, um, following through with the promises that you make to yourself, take promises to ourselves, whether we look at them as promises, I don't think everybody does, but if we see the things that we take, ourselves that we're going to do every day and we focus on getting those things done not only are they going to move us forward in terms of what we want to achieve and what we want to get done and get closer to the best version of ourselves but it's really a big confidence builder and trust builder in yourself because if you start to it could be super small things but if you start to tell yourself that you're going to do just a small thing every single day and you can check that box off and you do it then you start to build that reputation with yourself that you're going to fall through with the things that you say you're going to do. And those, th and that's kind of what's really allowed me to build my focus and build my self-confidence and trust in myself. I love that. And I, I mean, I can really see how that will then make you into the best version of you every single day. And how I believe that every day is the best day ever. They kind of go hand in hand because you have today, you have the next 24 hours um, given to you as a gift. And so why not be the best version of yourself right now? Because we have right now to do that. Um, so I love that. I love what you're sharing and I love what you're doing and the positivity that you're spreading in this world is awesome. What's the future of your business? What do you really want in like the next, I guess, five years? Like where do you see yourself going with all this that you've started as a foundation? Right. I think vision is probably like one of the most important things because I think you have to have a target to have a direction in order to know how to make the correct action right. steps and actually and actually trying to get there um and so vision is also one of the hardest things to probably come by especially as an entrepreneur trying to do your own thing um but for me i know one of the things that i've started to really work on these last few months is trying to do some live events because 
with fitness and group fitness, I just love being in front of people and I just love the high energy inspirational type atmosphere. And that's kind of what I love creating for people. And so over the last uh, three months or so, I've had two different live events where I've run a workout and then that I've led and then a live podcast interview after that. Um, one was with three-time MMA world champion, Michael Chandler. And then another one was with uh, 10th fittest man in the world, Will Morad. Um, but basically, I want to continue to grow those events. And I would want to do more events in Nashville. And then I would love to go around the country holding these styles of events with people who are big in their community and different things like that. So kind of continuing the two things that I do well together in terms of like group fitness and the podcast and merging them into one really special, unique event. So that's one thing that I know that I want to continue to grow and expand for my business. Wow. That's so inspiring. I love that. I know. I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like, you know, you speaking all the time into a microphone for your podcast, kind of like you have to be good at public speaking too, right? Cause it's like kind of goes hand right. in hand. Um, have you always loved public speaking or were you ever, do you still secretly hate it? Like what are your thoughts on speaking at events? Yeah. So it's funny. Young, my parents and my siblings always, probably thought that I would like do something like that in the future because I always liked being watched. Like I made my little sister sit down and watch me play video games. Mm. I would like do little plays and stuff with my cousins and my siblings just to like get people to watch us do stuff. But then like when I got into high school and everything like that, I don't think I necessarily had as much of that. Like I took a public speaking course in high school just because someone tugged my arm to do it. Like I hated getting in front of people to do it, but I think it was because the matter that we were speaking on. And when I first started doing group fitness coaching, I was super, I got comfortable with basically the knowledge that I was spreading and the stuff that I was actually saying and got comfortable with that. That's when I really started to thrive. And that's when I really started to enjoy it. Now, I'm in, I teach almost 20 group fitness classes a week and I love being in front of people because I have a little bit more patience with my speech now before I didn't think that, but that was one of the biggest pieces of advice that I've got is like, be okay with silence, be okay to take a breath yeah. because one, it actually grabs other people's attention and two, it's just natural. It's not natural to just continually speak on and on and on. So I've gotten better at taking a step back, taking a deep breath, gathering my thoughts, and then delivering what I think in a more meaningful way. So I guess, I think that's what's really made me more comfortable with public speaking is that just doing it over and over again, being confident with what I'm saying, and then taking that breath. That's such beautiful advice. And I feel like I can really sense that you're the kind of person that doesn't let fear stop you. Maybe you experience a little bit of fear or something when you want to start something, but it does, you sure as heck don't let it stop you. Um, so did this kind of happen like as you were growing up where you were just always so like, you know, wanting to go for it and everyone around who's like, yes, do it. No problem. Or um, how have you like just been so confident in your dreams like what just makes you want to go for it like why don't you hold yourself back which is like a really stupid question because it's like why would I focus on that but just like for people who do hold themselves back from actually achieving their dreams how do you like not let fear stop you to actually like do a live event or to do a podcast or to you know freaking teach all these classes that I would literally die doing if I did that so like 
what leads you <laughs> to like not have fear to take a step out and do something about that? Yeah. So I think a couple things that come to mind. One is I think just the work ethic that I saw mainly my dad, my, don't get me wrong. My mom has a great work ethic, but my dad is kind of the epitome of work ethic. He is an entrepreneur himself. He wakes up at 3.30, 4am every single day um, and starts off like working for the first 45 minutes and then he works out for an hour and he continues to work. Um, and I, so I think seeing his work ethic always pay off, always kind of deliver the message to me that if you work hard and you do the right things, then you're going to see results in whatever it is that you do. And I think when I was growing up, especially I played a lot of success, I think that's one of the things that built confidence in me. But now that it's like sports isn't there, the thing that builds confidence in me and kind of takes away fear is preparation. Mm. I think preparation in anything is what is going to eliminate or minimize fear. Because I think there's a dare. I was talking about this actually, I think in my, one of my podcasts this last week that there's a difference between fear and nervousness before you go into something. I think if you're nervous then that's just because you're passionate or you care about that thing doing well. Like if I'm nervous before an event that I run or before a class, it's just because I care. I think if I'm not nervous, then it means I don't care enough. Um, and so nervousness is okay. But if you're fearful, I think well, I now make sure that every time I go before a pot, before I do a podcast interview, that I'm fully prepared for my guests and I know everything about them that I possibly can because I've had points where I have not been prepared and I've learned from that screw up or I've learned from that yeah. failure. So I think it's just been a ton of preparation. Like for my couple of fitness events, I've run, I run like a special kind of a workout that goes to the music. And so I take a lot of time to actually create the workout. And then I go through the workout myself like four or five times wow. go into it. So preparation to me is the biggest thing and making sure you're not fearful it's okay to be nervous, but I think it's not good to be fearful and you eliminate that through preparation. That's huge. And I mean, I love the quote, preparation time is never wasted time. <laughs> um, mm, because it's yeah. so true. The more you prepare, like the better. There's never anything wrong with that. And when you step out on your vision, I think it's important to be prepared, you know, and like that way the timing is right. Cause sometimes timing can be a big obstacle. Um, but preparing the right way, I am a firm believer in that. So thank you for sharing that. And since you are on the best day ever podcast, I always love to ask my guests on the spot to answer. Um, how do you find the best in every day? For me, I find the best in every day through thankfulness and just being grateful for every little moment. Um, and that's what I love to do. So how do you find the best or the beauty or the joy in every day? Cause it's such a gift that we get to have every single day. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm going to actually have a couple things here because one, I'm going to use yours because I do believe in thankfulness and in gratitude. And I write down one thing on my whiteboard is I write down the date. So like on my whiteboard, I'm looking at it right now, October 10th. And then three things that I'm thankful for. And right now I have my three things categorized into a place and a thing and something about myself that I'm thankful for. That way it's, I don't have to just kind of come up. I come up with something random that's done for me is it's kind of shifted my mindset. I've done it for the last little over a year now. It's shifted my mindset to be aware of the things that on an everyday basis that I'm thankful for that I wouldn't have thought of 
of before if I hadn't kind of formed this habit. So number one, like you have is gratitude and is thankfulness because you think of things different ways um, during your everyday basis. And then the second one, as I already touched on how I have like a to-do list and when I'm making that, I make it the night before and I ask myself, what can I do tomorrow to make sure that I go to bed better than I woke up? And so that's kind of how I, my frame of reference when I create that. And to me, that for me is like the best day ever. I think every single day, the goal has to be to go to sleep better than we woke up. And so if I can just find one small way, and I think that's kind of one of the biggest messages too, is that it doesn't have to be huge, but small wins are so important to keep you, to keep your uh, perspective, because we talked about a lot of times you can get overwhelmed by the big grand schemes. We talked about that earlier in terms of money, especially when you're an entrepreneur and starting things out. So if you can kind of keep things in perspective and say, how can I be better today or when I go to bed than I, than I woke up, then that to me is how you incrementally get closer to the best version of yourself and have the best day ever every day. Okay. I love that quote and I'm stealing that just to apply to my life. So <laughs> I'm going to now go to bed better than I, wait, was, wait, what did you say again? Go to yeah. sleep. So make sure that you go to bed better than you woke up. Okay. That's right. Oh my gosh. Quote of the year. Honestly, love that. Thank you. <laughs> um, I love quotes and I always want to have my own quotes, but I, and I came up with that one myself. So I'm proud you of it. Did. That's the best. Okay. Know, how about that? Credit. You are so getting credit for that. Um, I love it. Please <laughs> now tell us how we can follow everything that you're doing plug yourself so we can just go stalk you and be more motivated in our lives. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So probably best place, best places to find me is my Instagram and my website. My Instagram is at carrier underscore best you. So C A R R I E R underscore best you, you guys can spell that. Um, and then at my website, nickcarrier.com. So those are best, best two places to find me. Um, and you can find out all about the podcasts and events and everything like that. Woohoo! I'm so excited. I want everyone to go follow you now. Please, people, do it. Um, Nick, thank you so much for being on today. We so appreciate all that you share, and you are a world changer for sure. <laughs> of course, Carly. Well, I really appreciate you having me on, and I love what you're doing as well. So keep up the good work. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best Day Ever podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode and all others at carlyhartman.com forward slash podcast. We can't wait to see you next time. Have the best day ever.